I do have to find about growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was, when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you know, respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for, um, everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and on this episode of Network and Spill, I'm actually really, really pumped about this and I know I say that almost every single episode, but with this one, I really, really, really am because it's it's a spill segment, right? So we're going to be talking like a masterclass style. I want you guys to take away quite a bit, take some notes, write it down in your phone, tell a friend, but I'm also new to this guest and I'm really excited to learn more about her Today, I've got a guest specifically from Brooklyn, New York. She's on the line right now, and her name is Sharon May Beeson. And I want her to introduce herself because when you follow her on Instagram, you're going to fall in love with all of her accounts. But she's just got something about her that is so authentic and just so personable and so real. You ever know those people who you follow and like everything they post, you're like, yes, and that's who Sharon is to me. And so I know if you follow her, you will love her. We'll get you your her Instagram handles in the show notes. So definitely take a peek down there before you head out of this episode. But let's get started. Sharon, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Whitney. <laughs> you really are though. I, I'm on your social media and I'm scrolling and I'm like, and your, your text, your graphics, everything that you post, it's just, it's visually appealing and it always hits the, the nail on the head for me. Thanks. <laughs> Every time. Okay. So this topic today, guys, um, what we're talking about is authenticity and really keeping it real, keeping it 100. For me, this is an important topic because I personally have issues with a lot of the fluff and the drama and the nonsense and the flakery and the fakery that you see on the interwebs. All these people posting, you know, everybody's online trying to make a buck and we're just not seeing enough authentic people, like real deal people that you would just kick it with on a regular everyday basis. We're not seeing that. And people also aren't being transparent about their lives, their businesses, their feelings, their hopes, their dreams. And Sharon isn't really like that. And and what she has done for me is shown me how to be professional and also how to keep it real. So I felt like she was a great person to bring on to talk about this. If you've ever had issues with following people that definitely don't seem like they're keeping it real online, or if you just want to know how to be more authentic, how to show up as your authentic self, I feel like this conversation will be fantastic. Okay, so Sharon, could you please introduce yourself for the audience? Sure. My name is Sharon Beeson. Um, I live in Planet Brooklyn, <laughs> holding down Brooklyn. And um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I've owned several businesses. I currently own two. So, and uh, I'm a startup strategist. I'm a trusted business advisor. I'm an author. And I, uh, I'm an Instagram boss. And I'm also an international and keynote speaker. Yes, and I've seen you on stages on Instagram. And I've seen you traveling quite a bit, by the way. So we need to talk about that. Um, and I've also seen your, your books and the things that you're writing about. So can you talk a little bit about maybe how you got started before we dive into the content? Sure. Well, uh, Women Are is my fourth business. And um, prior to that, I literally was twiddling my thumbs. Like, what can I start next? Uh, what business can I get into? And uh, this was right as Instagram was just really starting to blow up. And so... Um, I was doing some research and I found what I thought was, I kept looking at the crazy. And what do I mean by that? Well, I kept seeing crazy looking logos and crazy looking pitches and people showing up to events just looking kind of crazy and, uh, you know, crazy looking websites. And um, this was not to judge or throw shade on anyone, but it literally hit me. I had a eureka, like, oh my goodness, I've been in business all these years and I can spot uh, uh, the crazy, right? And so I decided at that moment, wow, I've learned a lot being a serial entrepreneur and I decided to create Womaneur to teach early stage and emerging female entrepreneurs to avoid the mistakes that I've made uh, while planning, <laughs> launching, and growing a business. So that's how Womaneur came about. 
Okay. So when you talk about the crazy, where do you think that comes from? Or why do you think that was so prevalent? Can you talk a little bit more about the, what do you mean by the crazy? Sure. Well, you know, in my opinion, um, people don't do enough research, right? Or do enough homework. And I always tell people Google is free and it's open 24 seven. Right. And so, you know, to repeat myself, uh, the logos weren't looking right. Right. And so what I think that is, is combined with people aren't savvy enough to know to get a mentor, right. Or to follow someone who has already walked their path, right. To learn from the people who are killing it. Right. And so, um, I, I think that's really what it is, you know, uh, not finding the right people, uh, to, to kind of hold hands with, not surrounding yourself with the right people and lack of being resourceful, right? You must do your research and your homework. It, it's on Google. Google literally can tell you how to start a business. It's just that the coaches and the mentors and the workshops generally curate information for you in one place versus you overwhelming yourself, you being on information overload. And so now you're winging it and you're creating what you think is an ideal looking logo or an ideal looking website, but it's not, right? Because you need a benchmark. So therefore that's telling me you haven't done your research. You haven't looked to see who's doing it the best and to kind of mock that or integrate that into your marketing approach. That's all. <laughs> no, that's that makes sense. And I'm glad that you went deeper into that because we don't talk enough about doing your research. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people get this false confidence that, oh, well, so-and-so did it. I mean, it looks easy. It's fine. I got this. And then they go home and they don't even know what tools to use to create their website or what options they have. And they're not utilizing Facebook groups. They're not. And that to me blows my mind that yeah. you wouldn't think, oh, well, let me go see. And I don't know if that's something that we were just taught or if we learned from trial and error, like you were saying, or I don't know what that is, but it, it, it mind boggles me that people don't take that approach, at least at some point where they're mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go do that. And then they just go do it instead of saying, well, let me go see, like I was going to create this course or I'm creating a course around this particular topic. And I want to know what is out there already that's doing this so that I know how to make my course better and or at least at the same level versus just putting something together and then saying, okay, here's my course. And then hoping everybody just buys it and then getting mad when they don't, right? Because it's, it looks ridiculous or it's not up to par or it's not what they need or, you know what I mean? That's where um, I think it, it ends up nosediving and taking a, a hard turn for the negative when you can yeah. go in with that false confidence. So, <laughs> it's so sad. Um, so I do want to talk about confidence though, and how you have really been able to confidently walk. I know I'm sure there are moments where you're not as confident as others, but what has been your source or where do you go to for that boost of confidence or that boost of inspiration for yourself that you know that you're on the right path, that you're doing the right thing, that you're in the right place at the right time? You know, hmm. honestly, for me, I spend a lot of time by myself. Um, I'm not lonely. There's a big difference. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in solitude. Why? Because I've learned from early on that when you are on people overload, this is what I call it, right? Because you think it's cool to know all of these people and have all these friends and, and you're, you're in the mix. This is where the problems arise, in my opinion, the negative talk and the, you're around 50 people and only two people support you. And, um, you know, the friends and family you thought were going to support you don't. So I have learned to separate myself, right? And I'm not saying this works for everyone, but this is what has worked for me. I literally have learned to separate myself from the, the, the complete, utter bullshit, right? And that's people, places, and events. So I'm very intentional and purposeful and what I do and what I consume, that plays a major role, in my opinion, on why people's minds are uh, messed up to begin with. So it's a large part of what you consume, right? So I remove myself from the masses. I'm, I'm, I'm an extreme free thinker. And um, I talk more about what I stand for 
versus what I'm, I am against. And so what I have done now is I surround myself with one or two people that I can call my confidant or that I can rely on or that I can call up at 12 o'clock at night, right? Um, I read a lot of uh, affirming books. Now, this doesn't mean it's affirmations, right? This is anything that's talking about how great my people are or what women have done. Uh, and of course, affirmation. So I consume a lot of that. I consume audio. And I consume a lot of things away from mass media that empower me, right? And, um, and, and so this is me. This is what I do, right? And um, I do spend a lot of time by myself. Um, and that way, I'm able to focus and uh, keep my mind... Um, keep my mind in the right frame of mind and um, just continue to empower myself. And so when I do this, uh, me being by myself, I can really focus on what I want. I can block out all the drama. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it's, it's true. <laughs> right. And um, so these are some of the things that I've, I've done, right. If I go to an event and I notice negative energy, I, I just, I'm out. <laughs> right. I just don't have time for the bull crap. I just don't. So this is how I'm able to affirm myself and I stand my ground. And I, because I do things with purpose and intention, I am aware that if I speak my truth here, this person may just bounce. If I say this in this group, they may not like me, right? Because society is good for uh, putting things on people who speak their truth. And so I continuously stand for what I believe in. And, um, that, that's just, that's how I get down <laughs> business and personal. Mm. Nice. I think that's really important. The solitude is important. And I think people sleep on that because we've been taught that being alone is sad and <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, being alone is destitute. It's not the goal. You know, you don't want to be alone. The whole purpose is to be surrounded, right? The more popular you are, the more popular you are, the more people will like you, et cetera, et cetera. It's like this never ending vicious cycle but it's, it's wrong. I, I agree with you, but I, I don't feel like I was always like that. I feel like the, the being alone and being okay with being alone has only come from age and wisdom and being around enough shitty people and enough shitty energy that I, I physically needed to be alone and I would crave alone time. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if you could give a young woman somebody who's, I don't know, maybe mid-20s, late-20s, who's coming into the online space, who's new to kind of putting themselves out there and sharing what they believe in and standing for their truth while they're still kind of trying to find their truth. What advice do you have for somebody like that who's bombarded with the noise of it all, the noise and the drama and the, because it's bombarding, even though you don't necessarily have to let it all attack you, it is a lot and it is overwhelming, especially if you really do submerge yourself into the online space, you're on Instagram, you're following the hashtags, you're, you know, engaging with influencers and people who follow, like you're out there, you're going to conferences, you're getting business cards, you're giving yours, like what advice do you have for somebody who's just starting out, who's overwhelmed, bombarded, doesn't really know yet all of their beliefs and what they really stand firm on. Do you have any like advice or affirmations or maybe a book that you would tell them to read or look into? Sure. I mean, listen, I have a list of never ending books, right? <laughs> and so it's, it's a collective of books that have helped me. However, if I have to revisit my twenties, I, I was that person. I was going everywhere. I, I just said it. I, was, I thought it was the coolest thing to be everywhere and to know everyone and to send out an email like, hey, guys, this is where I'm going to be at. Meet me there, right? And um, everything that was happening. Uh, uh, and Twitter at the time, Twitter was big at the, at the time, and even MySpace so, and Facebook. So I had all these accounts. I was always looking at my accounts. But as you say, we get older and we get wiser. So... What I would tell that 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old uh, is this. Learn to be purposeful and intentional with everything you do. If you are going to a networking event, don't just go there and hope and pray you're going to meet someone. Pay attention to who's going to this event. Who do you think is going to be there? And go there with the intention of making one or two solid connections. Because when you go to networking events thinking it's cool to be there and you meet 
or 15 people in one night, trust and believe you're only going to connect with probably one of them and or if any at all. Right. So it overwhelms the mind to think that you have to follow up with 15 people versus having to follow up with one. This is what happened to me. And right. So um, also be very careful with social media, social media. If you're not using it in a way that that will affirm your mind, it will it will take away all of your power. And what do I mean by that? Listen, on my personal page, if I weren't monitoring the people that uh, followed me or who I'm following, I would have probably 5,000, probably 3,000 followers now. But I am very intentional with what I consume. And I think people need to be more intentional with what they consume. You must pay attention to the way you are feeling after you interact with any one person, place, or thing. And social media will literally have you feeling depressed. So be very mindful of what you consume. If something makes you feel a certain way, listen to your intuition and disengage, right? And so be very mindful of what you watch on TV, what you're listening to on the radio. All of these things will suck you dry because 70% of what you do is your subconscious. And you do these things because you've been conditioned all your, all your life to do these things. And yes, um, you know, don't try and always be in the mix. Trust and believe you will lose your damn flavor. And yes, I recommend a, a, a plethora of books, right? I mean, I like Sylvester McNutt. I like uh, Thich Nhat Hot. Uh, it's very spiritual. I, I mean, there's a really good book for women in the career field, The Little Black Book of Success. I love that book. Um, I like Sister Citizen. I just love a lot of different books. I love John C. Maxwell. I have a series of his books, uh, you know, how to be successful, how to think successful, how successful people do things. These are all things that will empower your mind. So that's what, those are my words for the 20 something year old. <laughs> yes. And I will say all of that could easily be applied to the 30 year old as well. The 30 something year old as well, because I, I am a big fan of Thich Nhat Hanh. I love him yes. and I've been to his um, monastery out in uh, San Diego somewhere. And I, I learned a lot from yes. being mindful and, and being aware of what I'm doing. And, and that's a totally different conversation in a way, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to, to pay attention. And yes. when we notice our heart racing or when we notice that we're holding our breath or when we notice that, you know, all of a sudden we just feel different and things shifted and like our brain just seems to be in a different mood. You know, these are things that happen when we're engaging. When you are scrolling on Instagram and you see another picture of JLo looking amazing and her outfit or whatever she's wearing, that triggers some people. Even though you don't think it does, there's something that triggers you, maybe it's, you know, you're working out and it's not happening fast enough, or you're just really jealous of the fact that she looks so amazing and she has the time. So it seems to do so. Like there are a lot of things that go on in our brain that it's happening so quickly. We don't even always notice it. So I think, um, for those of us in our thirties who are, you know, we've kind of been there. We've, we've done a lot of that. We've met a lot of people. We've been to a lot of events. I think in your thirties, it's also a good place to, um, to, to notice how we feel when we're on social media, when we're watching certain television shows. Um, it's just important. It's just a really important part. And I think it affects how we move right on our everyday basis. Cause if we are always feeling kind of good and we feel decent, right. We're kind of happy, not necessarily jumping for joy, but if we feel good, then we make better or different decisions. than if we kind of feel like, man, or blah, or I just kind of feel like shit, or, you know what I mean? Like you just feel kind of down in the dumps, you operate differently. Um, So I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, since we're on books, I want to talk about your book and and what you like to write about. And then we'll talk a little bit more about um, Instagram and stuff. So tell me about what you're writing. Uh, Well, currently I'm not writing anything, but um, last year, March, I did release a book, The Entrepreneur Startup Game Plan. And, um, it did become, wow, I think it was the next day or the same day became number one in the home-based business category. And it's pretty, uh, pretty much 12 chapters, right? <clears throat> Helping you to navigate your journey. Um, when you have an idea, what you do with your idea, how to validate your idea, building partnerships and collaborations, networking, marketing, social media, <laughs> you know, uh, setting up your business entity, accounting. And it just go, literally goes through the five stages of business, um, how to take care of your customers, how to bring in 
repeat customers and um, how to grow. So it covers pretty much, uh, like I said, the five stages of business. And it's very bare bone, basic. It's in my voice and personality. So, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, wow, I really felt like you were talking to me. <laughs> and so um, that's the way um, that um, my book coach guided me to write the book because I really wanted to stay in character and on cue with my brand and, 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 and tone of my brand. <clears throat> nice. I'm really excited to hear that. I did not know that about your book. Okay. So you wrote your book and you released it last year. Um, mm-hmm. You're not writing in the moment, but you do love reading. So tell me about some of the books. I know you've posted a couple of things. Um, I don't have my phone open, but I know you've posted a lot about different books and what you're reading. I can't remember where I saw it. It may have been I don't know where it was, but I saw something about like some of the things that you had either recently read or were on your list or something somewhere. And I know you have taken a ton of photos with books in the background or in the picture somewhere. I've done the same thing. I've got so many books. But um, <laughs> what are some books that either you're currently reading or that you've got queued up to read next? Well, a book that I am currently reading that I love is I'm Still Here, uh, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. Uh, by Austin Channing Brown. <clears throat> nice. Okay. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. And you mentioned some other books earlier that I will have to look up. Um, and, and guys, just FYI, like all the other episodes, anytime a book is mentioned or um, something that you can find or go look into, I will put it in the show notes. So I will put that book in the show notes as well. Um, okay, cool. So let's shift gears. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about what you do for your clients on Instagram and and how you have sort of found your voice and you are transparent. I do know from experience that sometimes being transparent is shunned upon. People will call it candid. People call it assertive. People call it aggressive and it makes people uncomfortable. I mean, that's, and I'm not even like, you know, as outspoken as some people, but I still, you know, when I get passionate about something, people can tell. So when you are passionate about something and you are open and transparent and you're not biting your tongue and you're speaking in your voice and, and that seems to be shunned upon, or that seems to be, you know, where people want to silence you, how do you push through that and continue to use your voice to propel whatever message you're trying to propel out? Even though I'm sure you've gotten some feedback that, you know, you're too much or you're too this, you're too that. Um, How do you deal with that? (laughs) That's a really good question because that's precisely what happens when you are speaking your truth. And that's precisely why a lot of people don't speak their truth, right? People cannot handle being uh, in the corner, so to speak, being placed in the corner, so to speak, right? Or being left off the playground, right? So a lot of people are uncomfortable with standing alone. And yes, the truth makes a lot of people squirm. And so when I come across people who uh, do this, especially with the women on platform, I do it even more. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> okay, these are the things um, that you're thinking about. These are the things, these are the conversations, in my opinion, that need to be had. Entrepreneurship is nowhere near close to, uh, you know, smelling a, a, a bed of roses every day. And, um, you know, in the beginning, it it was kind of hard for me to do that. But in the beginning, when I launched onto Instagram, because this is where I have a platform to really share my voice and my opinion, um, I kind of played the game, right? And um, I wanted to be my true self. It's because I saw so many people being inauthentic and that pushed me to be my true self. And when I realized being my true self uh, felt so freeing, right? That's when I literally, and I share this story all the time, saw my true tribe draw to me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it is, and you have to be prepared. You know, I speak about it in other podcasts and or other interviews, how I said that at one point I felt like I was being ostracized, but the truth of the matter is I am the one ostracizing myself from the bullshit. Right. And so I spot it from a mile away and um, I disengage. And so it's sad to me to see a lot of inauthenticity, especially people from my tribe who look up to certain women. And that's fine. Right. But it's 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 you know, it makes me want to speak the truth more. 
And, um, you know, so I stand my ground. Again, authenticity is more about speaking, in my opinion, is more about speaking what you are for versus what you are against. It's easy to jump on the bandwagon. Oh my God, women don't own their body anymore. Oh my goodness, feminism this, feminism that. But what, when am I going to see you speaking what you stand for, right? Who's, so when you speak about what you stand for, you're literally the only person doing it, right? Because everyone jumped, jumped, jumped on the bandwagon about what they're against. But I'm the, I feel like sometimes I'm this lone person talking about what I'm standing for. And yes, it, 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 it seems ostracizing. And um, yes, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But in my opinion, it makes the people who are uncomfortable that don't need to be in my life. So um, this is why I continue to speak my truth and do it even more. <laughs> Just got to speak it more. <laughs> that's it. Wow. No, that's, I love the idea, the visual that came up for me when you said that you, you felt like it would be ostracizing, but then you realized that you were actually ostracizing yourself and putting yourself in a different space mm -hmm. from all of the other people. That's a really important thing. I think for a lot of us is that it can be scary and it can feel again, lonely to set yourself aside and do your own thing and kind of either create your own lane, march to the beat of your own drum, do your own thing. Like that can be scary and it can feel really lonely, but there is something to be said about the power that comes from being able to cultivate your own shit, whatever it is, your own-ness, right? Your own vision, your own life, your own business, whatever that is, right? Yes. Versus just kind of leeching and mooching and, and just surrounding yourself by people who really don't know what the hell they're doing either. Like that, that to me, see, it seems like a much better, um, I think entirely the creator actually references that, um, but being a sheep versus being a lone wolf. And I think it's really powerful that social media is definitely one of those, like everybody is a sheep type of a thing. And we're all just yep. out here kind of <laughs> literally like the sheep, you know, the, the little cattle dog goes out there, whatever the, the sheep yeah. goes out there and they all just move <laughs> to the right and then they come back in and then they all filter through the little thing. Like exactly. That, that's exactly what social media is like. Exactly. And, you know, up on a hill somewhere is a wolf just doing its own thing, right? Taking a nap living its best life. And that's really what I think a lot of us should be focusing on more so. So let's talk about that. I want to go back actually to something you said in the very beginning. So you mentioned your followers and how you would have more if you didn't weed out and filter out some of the fluff and the people that didn't need to be there. Um, there's a lot of hype and a lot of people in the entrepreneur space are talking about followers right now and, and engagement. And I think Instagram is maybe getting rid of the like feature and all this other crap. So tell me what you feel about the online with the numbers and like having a following of X amount versus X amount. And then I want you to speak to like business wise, what it means to have, you know, 1700 real followers versus having 18,000 fluff followers. Well, that's an excellent, uh, that's an excellent question. Why? Because I can speak about it from both ends, right? Um, my, my personal account, which I launched last August, uh, I currently have, and I mentioned something about this earlier, I currently have about 600 and something people following me. Now, those 600 and something people following me could have easily been if I did not monitor it and I continuously remove people from my follower every week, right? It could have easily been 3,000 or 5,000. But that 3,000 and 5,000, now I have trolls. Now it includes inactive. Now it includes Autobots who followed me based on a keyword or a, a hashtag, right? So now they're not serving me any purpose, but, right, if I'm on Instagram to feed my ego and to say, hey, guys, I'm popular, then those 3,000 people will make me feel good and make me look good in my mind, right? However, I have no problem maintaining the 600 plus people who, believe it or not, have converted to join my collective membership, converted to join my Instagram society, and have converted, right, to become raving fans where they are reposting my information. They're telling people about me. They're telling people to follow my page, to look at my posts. So that right there shows that numbers don't mean shit. Now, if I look at it, your follower base doesn't mean anything. If you are not converting and making money from your followership, <laughs> right? Because that's what we're on Instagram to do at the end of the day as business owners, unless you're creating some sort of awareness campaign. Now, on the side of Women Earth, where I have 160,000 people, 
I want people to know that at the end of the day, you're only converting on average 3% of your followers, right? 3%, right? So numbers don't mean anything unless maybe, I don't know, you Oprah Winfrey or Beyonce, because even these big time influencers are running into trouble, right? So um, the numbers are good for leverage. You can leverage, you can share a message, and yes, you can leverage to make some money. However, if you don't know what you're doing in terms of how to engage, I know a crap load of people who have thousands of followers, even more than me, but people aren't converting or people do business with them once because their back end is shitty. So you can't floss on social media and look good and then your back end, you don't have a great customer service and that's not to bash anyone. People are getting savvy because there's so many people saturating Instagram space now. People are complaining. People are getting more savvy, right? People are beginning to be aware that the numbers don't mean anything, um, right? So uh, those are the savvy ones. But yes, I am able to leverage uh, my voice with my Womenor platform. And yes, I am able to convert consistently. Uh, and that's because I've been a serial entrepreneur and I know what I'm doing and the key for me is engaging. And I mean, calling my tribe by their first name, answering their DMs, right? Becoming useful and valuable. So you, I could have 100,000 followers and not convert anyone. So it really just depends on how you're moving in the uh, social space, <clears throat> so to speak. <clears throat> Yeah, this, I mean, this is this is reality, right? We've got tons of people who have bought followers or are engaging, and there's a ton of accounts that are dead or inactive or bots right. or whatever. And the numbers, you know, I, I've become less, I've become way less impressed with people's followings on social media exactly. and more, <laughs> just in general. But and, and I'm more impressed now in the engagement that I see in the comment section or in the quality of the photos and of the authenticity of the captions that they're writing. So, you know, the, things have shifted and I think for the better because now anybody can go and get a ton of followers. And it, it, it for me, it takes away some of the um, authenticity of the account and of the, and it's so tempting to do it. Like I was tempted to do it by this guy that I was dating. He was in the uh, social media management, whatever industry. He was like, oh yeah, you just got to do this. It'll be fine. Everything's great. And I'm like, I, I don't know if this is a great idea. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's great. Everybody's doing it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. This doesn't look like a great idea. And ultimately it's not. And, you know, by putting in, yes, it takes more work, it's kind of like a magic diet pill. You can go to Walmart and get that Oxycut pill, right? Or whatever pill they have that gets you to lose weight or whatever. You could take the pill and not go to the gym, but ultimately going to the gym, putting in that work, you know, and showing up is what's going to get you lasting results, just like social media and in, in general, right? Going out to networking events, actually engaging with people, putting yourself out there, being authentic, being useful and valuable. Like you said, that's what actually gets you those followers that not only follow you forever, but who appreciate your realness, who appreciate what you say and how you say it, are cool with what you do, right? There's no qualms. They don't care. You know, if you want to do this, if you want to do that, they, they're like, they're whatever, whatever you do, they're cool with it for the most part. And who will show up for you when it's time to convert, when it's time to hit that buy button um, or to buy your book, right? I'm sure that has something to do with it too. When you have a group of women or a group of people who are like, yeah, I love Sharon, man. She's great. Blah, 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 blah. I've been following her since 1999. And, and you have those people. Those are the people that are going to buy your, your book in bulk. You buy your book in bulk. God, that was a mouthful. But that's who's going to be there for you, right? Those are going to be your long-term supporters versus like, you know, people who are just being nosy. And who are just watching. And I have a lot of those voyeurs <laughs> on my account, like ghost followers um, on my account. It's really annoying. Um, but I will, I will, I will say one of my one of my favorite things about Instagram is the artistic parts of it, right? Because Instagram used to just be for pictures. And now it's it's not. Same with, you know, Facebook used to be about like your friends and now it's about your whole damn family, right? right. All over the world, you know, and politics. <laughs> like, things have shifted. With social media, but when it comes to putting yourself out there and creating something beautiful and saying something, right? It could be anything. It could be you just post text graphics. It could be you just, it's funny how, at least it's funny to me, how powerful text graphics are in this like visual space. Mm -hmm. That's always it's blowing my mind. Like even people who are posting like their tweets that does really well. And I'm, I don't get it, but it, it does really, really well. So can you speak to 
those who are trying to figure out what their style is, what their voice is going to be and how they're going to put that out there. And also feeling comfortable doing so in a space where it seems like you kind of also have to follow what's going on because that to me seems really daunting at times because you want to, you want to do your own thing and, and light your own path and trailblaze and, and like speak your mind. Like you want to do that. But at the same time, there are algorithms, there are rules, there are hashtags, there are ways that you can help boost that. So when you're teaching your InstaG society or when you're teaching clients, you know, in your five steps or whatnot, how do you address this sort of confusion or duality of being expressive and also being, I guess, purposeful and following some of the rules when it comes to engagement and stuff like that? Sure. Well, <laughs> the number one rule to become successful on Instagram is engagement, right? That's a large part of engagement, right? It's, it's a large part of the, uh, sorry, large part of your success. But at the end of the day, content rules, right? Uh, because you can have someone posting uh, five days a week, mediocre content, and then they're not engaging their followers. They're not engaging anyone. And then boom, Two years later, they still have 200 followers, right? But then you can have someone come along and post once a week. And it's because they have taken the time to figure out their target audience, figure out the tone, their personality, and how to connect with their audience, they're blowing up, right? And they're gaining followers because they have created raving fans. And so, yes, that's the thing, right? People, Instagram is not the same. The algorithms, uh, Instagram has gotten savvy now. There's more than 1 billion active users monthly. So if I, I think not to discredit myself, right? Because I've done the work, but for people now to come and grow organically uh, in such a short amount of time, it's not going to happen, right? You have to cross promote or buy followers, or do whatever, you know. Um, and so here's the thing with Instagram. You must, 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 first of all, find out who your target audience is. Then, of course, with that, you can figure out your brand's tone. And it has to sync with who you are, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's more than likely if someone really likes, uh, you know, all these high-end things, then they're going to start a brand because that's who they want to communicate with, right? And they want... That's who they see as the customer. But also, if, if the brand is more relaxed, right, and you get to say, hey, or what's up, instead of good afternoon or good morning. The thing is, you must, must, must stop comparing yourself. And this is what too many people are doing, right? This imposter syndrome where they look at someone who's doing well and then try to do the same thing. But guess what? Newsflash, what works for someone is not going to always work for you, right? And... Um, what you should do is really think about who your target audience is. Really think about who you are. Do those two mesh? How can you uh, launch this brand onto Instagram, aligning with who your target audience is, but still being true to yourself? You must release this fear of thinking what people are going to say and do. You must release this fear of, oh, I'm not going to get any followers if I'm my true self. You are going to become a magnet for the people who are meant to be in your lives, right? And so um, you must focus on being your authentic self, right? Trial and error will also help you with that, right? But um, jumping onto Instagram, knowing who your target audience is, knowing precisely what your objectives are. Why am I on Instagram? Well, I want to showcase my brand. So that's going to take you to engage. I want people to jump on my newsletter list. Well, you got to use call to actions, right? And maybe show off your blog or, or share snippets from your newsletter list. But you must do it in a way that connects with your audience, period. You must figure out who you are and align that with your target audience. And um, trial and error. Look at your insights to see which are the top performing posts and continue to recycle that type of information. And um, that's pretty much it. You must must not be afraid to be yourself, right? And um, that's how you really will capture your audience and just provide value and don't be an asshole. Like, don't be an asshole. Like, if someone took time out of their life where they could have been on 10 other accounts to leave a comment on your account and you ignore it because you're too busy, that's asshole behavior. And then... And, and then that's what will discontinue the growth because now you've stopped the raving fan. They're not going to brag about you, you, you know? So, you know, just be genuine, be authentic. Think about how you treat your real friend in real life. You don't ignore them. You respond to their text, you respond to their comments. 
treat people online the same way and you will go very far. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And I've seen a lot of, um, you know, even, you know, black women, the black women that I follow, like mm-hmm. Kayla Walker and there's a bunch of other women out there. Um, uh, Maddie James does it. Maya does it. Maya Elias. Um, a bunch of people do this. Daily Barclay is big. They all respond back. And I know these women are busy as hell and they've got a lot going on, but they always respond back. And it's also better for the algorithm when you respond back within a certain, you know, amount of time. So think of it that way too. If you're like, oh, I don't know. it's better. More people will see it if there's engagement on the post, right? And if you engage back. So um, yeah, I think you're right. Asshole tendency is not cool, especially online with strangers who you don't know. Um, But I think the biggest takeaway I'm getting from this and that I hope people listening get is that you have to be yourself and be fearless while doing that because people are going to come and go. The, the, The Instagram wins are going to flow you know, one week they're going to go north and next they're going to go, like, you don't know what you're going to get. Everything is so, it seems so flimsy in a way. And so touch and go that what you do have is yourself and what you believe in and your truth and your mission and your goals. So that needs to be what is steadfast and what remains, you know, kind of on the straight and narrow so that you have something, something to ground you and that you can, that you can root yourself in and you can root your business because it does get, it does get windy. It, it does get scary. It does get lonely. It does get, you know, aggravating. It, it gets all of these things. And if you're rooted into something, right. And it's something that you are passionate in and you believe in, then it makes it easier for you to um, be successful and to keep it moving because, you know, one day we love Tamar Braxton and the next week we don't, right. Some people are, it's that wishy-washy, right. One day we're doing this on Instagram, the next we're not. So it's, you know, I think that, we have to get over this fear of being ourselves and, and worrying so much about what other people will think because people are finicky as hell. That's to me, the biggest takeaway here. Um, so I really hope if you are an entrepreneur, you are online and you're out here trying to do your thing on the gram or even on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest that you always stay true to yourself and you kind of keep that, you know, close near and dear to you, whatever your mission is. And that's why, you know, people talking about their why, um, is so important. So do you have your why statement or do you have a why that you would be able to share with us about why you do what you do? Yeah, I do what I do. Um, I mean, I didn't, you know, I don't really have a why statement per se, but um, I, I do what I do. It's because I think it's necessary, right? Uh, I, 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 I feel it's necessary to support the people because I support the underdog. Right. I'm that person supporting the person who's creating kick ass stuff, uh, but because no one uh, has commended them or they didn't get a write up in a magazine or because X, Y, Z blog or influencer didn't say they're the complete shit that everyone's ignoring them. Right. Uh, I I just said people follow the masses and um, people jump on board only when someone else says go. Right. This person's cool or whatever. But um, I feel extremely strong for uh, the underdogs and the people who tend to get overlooked or dismissed. And um, I feel very passionate about helping these individuals develop their brands, um, whether people know them or not. I mean, that's pretty much my why. It's it's my passion and um, uh, that's pretty much it. it's important. I mean, it's important. I don't think I have a why statement either, but I didn't, I didn't realize the importance of, of having that until I really started diving deeper into, into entrepreneurship and into my business that it has to come from just like activism. You know, when people are out here rioting and picketing and they're going out to the marches and they're showing up, why are they doing that? There's a reason why. And everybody's reason is fairly different, right? And that's important in business, you know, and on social media. Why, like he said, why am I on Instagram? Why am I posting this? What am I looking to get? These are important questions that you have to answer. And if you skip over them, which you could totally do, if you skip over them, though, you're missing something. And I think it shows. It shows in, you know, if you're not consistent, right? Because if you don't have a why and it's not strong enough, you're probably not going to show up regularly and you're not going to get that message across, whatever your message is. Um, And people see that. You know, they see that. So it's really important to understand um, why you're out here doing what you're doing. But um, I say that to say, I still think it's really important to be fearless and, and 
putting yourself out there and staying true to yourself. Um, now I know you speak and you're a keynote speaker and I've seen you online kind of going around different places and speaking on stages. I think that's so cool. Um, what is your favorite thing to speak on or your favorite topic to talk about when you're on stage? Well, um, I mean, my core expertise is startup strategy, right? And so I'm that individual that does walk you through the five stages. Um, but this past weekend, I spoke about five things to implement in 2019 or five things to implement for your business. Um, so I, 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 do, I do like discussing uh, startup strategy, which does cover several areas. But I mean that's just not my only area of expertise, right? I enjoy talking about Instagram or Instagram marketing or partnerships and collaborations or, um, you know, <laughs> how to keep your customers coming back. I mean, these are just some of the things that I enjoy talking about. But if I had to pick one, it's startup strategy. <clears throat> Sweet. No, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Now, my last question um, before we get into like, social media where people can find you. My last question is, can you tell me about a time when networking changed your life or changed the game for you completely? Hmm. Not really. Not off the top of my head. Um, I mean, I just came to realize that, like I mentioned earlier, I was going to... <laughs> A ridiculous amount of events. Um, my company at the time, I was always going to an event because I was, I was um, contributing to the gift bags or whatever, what, what, what have you. And just sitting and reflecting, I'm just like, well, what am I getting out of this, right? I'm spending a lot of time and energy at these events. And so what am I doing? And um, I will say to, to, to most recently answer that, um, my women are con events were my all day conferences. And, um, I did it, I think to celebrate this two year anniversary of women earned. And I did it again. And it's just so much work. And at the end of the day, right. The goal is to get these people to subscribe to your newsletter or to join your membership or to do this. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not the return on the investment, uh, equivalent to the time and the energy and the frustration and the stress that goes into putting these large events together. And so, you know, it's both in the networking, be intentional, stop walking home with 20 business cards and, and not reaching out to anyone. Right. So both of those were like, wow, you know, after reflecting, stop doing that. And then my women are con event, which, um, I realized is just too much when I should be spending time and energy on my money making or money generating activities. So that's, that's pretty much, it wasn't a big like, oh, it was just like, girlfriend, <laughs> you've got to stop putting your energy where there's no huge return on your investment. That's all. Mm. No, that's important. I mean, I, I don't get a lot of aha, you know, major, major game changers, but I do every so often. But I think it's important to to make these realizations. I think we all have these mini epiphanies, right? All the time. And it's, the, if we act on them, that's when they really matter because you had the epiphany. Wow. What am I doing? Dot, dot, dot. And then you waited and you're like, okay, but why? And then you made a change, right? You made a change. Like you said in the beginning, instead of walking home with 20 business cards, you make an intention to meet one or two key people or you know what you're looking for when you walk into an event. I, that's one of the tips I give all the time on the show is if you know that you need blank, whatever it is, it could be somebody to mow your lawn. If you know who you need going into an event, it's a lot easier to find them than if you're just kind of out here chilling, going sure. to events just to go to events. I don't understand why people do that. I mean, it's, I guess it's cool because sometimes there's free booze, but for me, <laughs> I, I don't know if I 100% understand like the point of going to an event, especially regularly, um, just to go, right? Mm -hmm. There's no intention. What is your intention? And that's something most people don't do. So, all right, well, that's a good key takeaway. Um, so tell me where, I mean, obviously you've got, you've got three IG accounts, right? Correct. Okay. So we've got women or, and that's W, I will put this in the show notes, but it's W O M E N E U R, right? Correct. Okay. And then Insta G society, and that's Insta I N S T A letter G society spelled right. Um, and then you've got your personal account, right? Mm -hmm. What's your personal, what's your full account? Is it just Sharon Maybison? It is the whole, okay. So the whole word, 
Um, and where else can people find you? Are you on other platforms? No, that's it. <laughs> Instagram is where it's at for me. I mean, I, I just became inactive on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, but yeah, those aren't doing it for me. <laughs> All right. So Instagram is where it's at. All right. So um, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, you can go to any of these IG pages. They're all kind of connected and you can find um, and see what Sharon is up to, where she's traveling to. So I know you were recently traveling. Where were you just recently traveling to? Yeah, I was just in Trinidad um, at a speaking engagement. (laughs) See, that's the goal. That's the goal right there. You are such an inspiration to me. I don't know if you know that. I feel like I fangirled on your page a long time ago, and you were like, who is this broad? And then I I was like, all right, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. And then I did. And then, But I still follow you, and I'm still watching what you do. And every time I see you speaking or posting about a book or one of your gorgeous graphics, I'm like, I love it. I love a lot of what you're doing. So um, you inspire a lot of people and that's, that's important. So we appreciate what you do. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn more, if you want to follow Sharon, please do so on the gram. If you have any questions, obviously you can hit me up, Whitney at WhitneyDanielle.com, or you can go to Sharon's website, et cetera, et cetera. You can find her and reach her. She answers her DMs. Um, if you have any questions, if you're interested in any of the books that are mentioned and you're looking for a new read, make sure you look into the show notes. There's a bunch of books there. Um, and also just if you're feeling nice and generous today, you can buy one of the books that we have listed and also gift one to the free black women's library, either the one in New York in Brooklyn, right. Or the one in LA that I had featured on this show. So they're always looking for book donations. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Whitney. This was great. (laughs) Awesome. We'll check out you guys next week. Please make sure you're subscribed and you share this episode with a friend. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye.